but um, <laughs> it was interesting because, like, you know, like I, I, I've, you know, were the dinosaurs in New York? What were they? What were the dinosaurs in New York? Does the shoehorn New York in again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you meant oh, were they promoting the movie then already? No, 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 no. no not yet. Well, Amazon did deliver like a giant fucking T Rex somewhere. Yeah, 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 no, they did. I think that was the UK. I think they have multiples. I thought it was they, the US. They, I, I think they probably have more than one T Rex. Have you noticed that in all the Jurassic Park movies, you got to have one money shot where the T Rex just like roars? Yeah, but apparently it's the same T Rex. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. Oh, hi. Hi. This is the Megan Fry's podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, in this episode, we shall be reviewing Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. But before we go any further, we should probably tell you that we are sponsored by Green Room 136. Green Room 136 is a Malaysian independent bag company specializing in the design and manufacturing of various urban carry gear. So if you're planning a day trip to Isla Nublar, you should bring a backpack full of guns <laughs> and you might fit them in your green room with this backpack. Absolutely right. But first, a personal message from our sponsor. Ah. We approach every design utilizing the best available material to ensure our products are of high quality and will last a lifetime of use, carefully marrying form and function to crafting meaningful products that will assimilate to your daily livelihood. Our love for bags is not skin deep. We are infatuated by the many intriguing stories of conquests, adventures, dreams. I'm trying to do a Goldblum thing here. Mm. And the many... You're failing. And I know, I know. <laughs> as, as I do with most things. Uh, and the many entrepreneurial feats of the people that carry our products. Mm, products. I carry their product all the time when I'm being entrepreneurial. That's right. These are the an entrepreneur in the back alley. These are stories that inspire us to create. And we will retell these stories in hope that they will inspire you. And that's why they sponsor our podcast. That's right. And if you go to greenroom136.com and use what? The offer code MACYAP10, M-C-Y-A-P-1-0. And if they use that, what will they get? They will get a 10% discount on their next purchase. A 10% discount, you say? I know. In this day and age, that's more than GST. Great gobs of goose shit. <laughs> okay. So, Jurassic World... Fallen Kingdom. Continuing Welcome off. to our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie. <laughs> Dickie Attenborough's not in this movie. <laughs> Just saying. Dickie Attenborough wasn't in most of the films. <laughs> he's in, he was in the first three. Was he in the first three? Yeah. He sent Ian Malcolm out on the, in his oh, deathbed. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. And then Gymnastics defeated Velociraptors. That's right. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll come back to that later. Mm-hmm. Well, in this one, uh, Dickie Attenborough's partner, played by James Cromwell. His heretofore never-mentioned partner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His partner, Benjamin Lockwood. So, what's interesting about this film... Now, uh, I just want to go on record and say that um, I thought that the... I thought the Jurassic World, like the one before this, like Jurassic Park 4, like however you want to call it. What's called Jurassic World. Yeah. I, I thought that it was an entertaining movie, but mm. I didn't think it was particularly good. I enjoyed it. No, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. But I, you know, I mean, uh, I was kind of over it. I didn't really feel the need for another Jurassic Park movie. I think some of that might have been down to the Indominus Rex. No, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I think by the time you reached number four, mm. 
there's it's enough. But I like the fact that they opened the park. Yeah, no, I mean Steven the, Spielberg couldn't open the park. No, there, there Joe was, Johnson couldn't open the park. There were certain aspects of Jurassic World that I enjoyed, and as I said, it was an entertaining movie. I was never bored, mm. but I forgot it as soon as it was over. I feel differently about it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good reinvention of the series. I thought, yes, there was problems that um, the PA who got mercilessly fucking destroyed yes. was way out of order. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's bang out of order. Bang out of order. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio was just like cartoonish. Well, Vincent D'Onofrio, I see like Vincent D'Onofrio to me, like he's he's like Michael Shannon. You know, it's like I don't care if he plays it straight. I don't care if he goes cartoonish. Vincent D'Onofrio is always awesome. No, he was great. Yeah. But that's a different movie that he was in. And Vincent D'Onofrio is played by Ted Levine in this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like every fucking Jurassic Park movie, there's a Vincent D'Onofrio Well, character. no, he's like 80% Vincent D'Onofrio, but 20% Robert Muldoon. <laughs> like, I was expecting him to say Clever Girl. Which Jurassic Park was Vincent D'Onofrio played by Pete Possewit? Was that three? Uh, no, that's three, yeah. That was three. That's the three with the grass. The grass yeah. the grass shot, which is awesome with the Velociraptors and the idiots on Jeeps. It's like also also known as uh, Sam Neill has to pay for his new dick. Uh, yeah. Oh fuck, I'm confused now. Sam Neill no. Sam Neill appeared in part three. Jeff Goldblum is the lead in part two. Yeah. See, this is why I didn't feel the need for part four. But I can tell part four apart from those. Like, See, like, I, mean, I find like, it very interesting that you say, like, oh, I thought it was a nice reinvention. No, no, it wasn't a reinvention. It was a fucking cash grab. Yeah. Universal needed another franchise. And they were and like... Spielberg was not busy. You know, they, and they, they were like, hey, you know, you know what movie hasn't been out for a while? Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs. People love dinosaurs. Kids love dinosaurs. Kids are going to watch this movie. They're going to drag their fucking parents to watch it. That, to me, was Jurassic World. Now, this film, while I don't think it's a masterpiece, I think, I do believe it is a huge improvement mm. on Jurassic World. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think that they had to do something. We can't stop coming. We can't keep coming up with reasons to go back to these yeah. fucking islands full of yeah. monsters. Yeah. The world knows these things are out there. Yeah. It's so, like, hey, I'm putting together a crew. We're going to go to this. We just got a three-day trip. We're going to know this island. It's like, it's like Hawaii. We're just going to go there, do something, and come back. You yeah. in? It's like, where are we going? Island Nublar? Fuck right off. Yeah. I do not want to go to the island full of terror lizards that are going to eat everyone. And I'm not a, a hot young lady or a guy who is like A-list celebrity. You so are, I'm going to die are, in the first act. You are certainly none of those things. Yes. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind, getting to the plot of the film, just really quick. What's great? What, what's what's nice about this film is that they've come up with a reasonably intelligent I- idea to further the story. None of which is in the trailers. None of which the trailers. No, make, no, no. It is in the trailers. It is, little, but no. But the trailers bit. make it seem like the dumbest idea imaginable. Yeah, it's basically what I just said. And I, I went into this thinking, why would they go back? So and the way they sell this movie sells it, it makes perfect sense. So basically, the island, the, the Jurassic Park islands... Dorm- Isla Nublar. Yeah, Isla Nublar's d- dormant volcano is roaring back to life and is done. The dinosaurs will die. Yes, the volcano will wipe out all these dinosaurs. And when so- I first saw the trailers, I thought, well, just make some more. Yeah. But this movie sells it better with the idea of that, like, that takes a lot of fucking money. Yes. And no one has that money. Yes. And it's like, these are actual living creatures right now. Yeah. And if these die... 
they will go extinct for a second time. Yes. So basically, they've turned this film into a little bit of an animal rights thing, mm. which I think is very clever. It's a clever way to reintroduce it. It's a clever way to sort of make it fresh. For the first half. Yes, for the first half. <laughs> and then after that, it's just like one set piece after another. Yeah. Um, but I think that the the ace up this film's sleeve is director J.A. Bayona. Who I was going to say, I was going to interrupt you and say that, but I'm glad you said that because you didn't like... Monster Calls, right? Because I overhyped it for you. I didn't. I, I never said I didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was the one of the best films of the year. It as, didn't. As, it didn't reduce into a quivering mess as it did me. Yeah, you know. I mean, like this guy was talking about a Monster Calls for a very long time before I actually saw it, and he really built it up. So I went. It hit me right in the fucking. So I. So I went into a Monster Calls expecting to be in pieces. He expected Jaws. Plus Avengers Infinity and War. I just, and it wasn't, yeah. And at the end of the day, what it was, was that I thought it was a good film. Yeah. But I was not in pieces. But for me, J.A. Bayona, uh, who directed The Impossible, mm-hmm. which I thought was a good film. And The Orphanage. But yeah, exactly. Now, that's it. I love The Orphanage. And I went into this expecting not great. I was expecting an art house director given the big reins and maybe fucking it up based on the trailers. But that's what happened with Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, to a certain extent. Maybe. To, okay. He's not, coming not, back for the third one. Not, not an art house director. Okay. A, 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 well, a, I, I a, still haven't seen, what was it? Not Badger's Not Included. Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. I still yeah. haven't seen that yet. It, he was an indie darling director. Yeah. But from the moment this movie starts, we see the logo and the, the, the flames blow away yeah. and there's lights and all of a sudden there's a submarine. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. It's like, don't worry. Anything that might be in here is already dead. Yeah. And like, there's a part of me that thinks if this was R-rated, yeah. it would have been fucking amazing. If this was R-rated, I think it would have been terrifying. Mm. It would have been really terrifying. If they were going to go like full on monster movie gore with it. Yeah. It would have been a. It would have been hints, terrifying. There's constantly. hints of it. There's hints of it, yeah. and it's and it's done really really well. And I credit J. A. Bayona for that. Yeah. Like after this movie, I'm. I mean, after, and it's also it's also a after, callback. It's after, also a callback to the original because the original has a cold open. Like, yeah. This is a cold open. Yeah. Very. Cold. And people forget sometimes just how scary the first film was. I don't forget. The first. I have nightmares about Samuel Jackson's arm. <laughs> No, but the first time the the first introduction of the T Rex in the first Jurassic Park movie, like for there's there's a whole generation. What's going to happen to the goat? There's a whole generation of moviegoers who don't really know that feeling of being in a when cinema. When his claws are on the fucking of being in wire. Of being in the cinema, the the first time you actually see a dinosaur, and like that line that Claire has, that Bryce Dallas uh, Bryce da- uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character Claire has, where he's like, "Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur?" Yeah. And for a whole generation of moviegoers who are now in the position to review these fucking movies, <laughs> yeah, hello. It's like when when she says something like that, you're like, "Yeah, I." Well, t- I think of uh, Sam Neill trying to get his glasses off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, I totally remember. Yes, I totally remember the first time I saw a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And then it was worse and worse still. Exactly. Now, this movie is far from perfect. Mm. However, as I said... And we're not going to do spoilers in this, but they do get off the island. They do get off the island, yes. Uh, it is a huge improvement over Jurassic World. Uh, large and, and Chris Pratt, who is... I mean, like we we just we you know we just got done doing the uh, the Deadpool spoiler casting. We were talking about how unbelievably charming Ryan Reynolds is. Yeah, Chris Pratt 
also has charm in spades. And he obviously bulked up again after Avengers because no yeah. one's making fat jokes. Yeah. And the thing that all the thing that bugged me about Jurassic World was that I just didn't buy uh, Owen and Claire's relationship. It, it just felt it felt written by committee. The other thing is, I didn't buy Owen and Blue's relationship. I bought Owen and Blue's relationship a hell of a lot more than I bought uh, Owen and Claire's relationship. But this movie does a better job of explaining Owen and Blue's relationship. This movie does a better job of explaining all the relationships. Which is weird. Because yeah. it's also written by Con Trevorrow. Well, co-written. Yeah, but, but it's I mean, also like it's no, like he's fixing his own problems. No, but then again, I think it's also it's unfair to necessarily say like, oh, because it was written by this guy and therefore it it wasn't as good, or it was written by another guy. No, no, no but I'm good. saying like he's there writing, th- he's retconning himself. There are things that happen in the filmmaking process that make things different, and you have a different director. A, a oh, direct, right, Mr. Director, a, I understand. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. A director who understands character. If you look at all of J, J, uh, if you look at all of Bayona's films, this is a director who understands character yeah all of his films like a monster calls the impossible uh the orphanage whether you like these films or not there is an attention there is an attention to detail with the characterization of how these characters are portrayed absolutely that that is undeniable and it comes through in this in this big huge fucking corporate studio movie yeah somehow these characters that you didn't quite buy in the last film suddenly feel more well-rounded they spring to life yeah and the you know you talk about the relationship with owen and blue how who is a velociraptor yes how i mean like i'm assuming if you're listening to this i'm assuming if you give a shit about you have an idea (laughs) that you've seen jurassic world now one of the reasons why that relationship is more easy to buy one of that one of the reasons that relationship is more believable this time around is because you get to see something which I'm shocked was not in the last film. Yeah. And, you know... I, I, I can't remember exactly what the details were, but basically, I, remember, you, I remember in the first one there was a clicker, right? Yeah. And they didn't use the clicker the way I thought they should use the clicker. Yeah. The clicker should be like, if you're training a dog, click, click, poop over here. Click, click, don't eat my face off. Yeah. And they, they used it once, but never really explored it. Whereas in this, he uses it, and I saw in the trailer, and I was like, they fucking better use that clicker properly. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. It's like they followed through. Yeah, but without without giving anything away, we you know without like sort of mentioning any spoilers, there are references, there are visual recorded references to events that happened in Jurassic World that we never I saw. I think it's, I think it's not a spoiler to say we see Owen and Blue's relationship from the beginning. Basically, we see, you know, like uh, there's there's a uh, there's a character in this film. Uh, uh, uh. she sees some recordings of like she, Owen and Blue when Blue's a baby and like and it's nice callback is like well Delta's doing some crazy shit and Delta's fucking like I'm gonna eat your face yeah. and Blue's like empathetic yeah that's not, a, that's not a spoiler and it's like again it's just like they build that relationship between two characters so you understand why this hideous nightmarish terror lizard that is what means terror lizard yeah isn't eating his face off all the time. Yeah. And then he has to just... Like, in the first one, it's not that clear. Like, he does the, the does that, that much parodied um, photo of him, yeah. like, putting his hand out. Yeah. And them stopping. Yeah. And, like, in the first one, it seems like he has a modicum of control over them. Yeah. In this one, it's like there's a relationship there. Yeah, there's a relation... Exactly. That's the... You you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, this one, there's a relationship. In the first one, it felt like he, he had relative control. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's different. Like, there's a bond. This one is like, you're my boy, Blue. 
You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> You're my boy. But, but <laughs> oh, when it, when it gets... You've, you've put that in my fucking... <laughs> Let's go streaking. <laughs> Let's go streaking. I'm going to run... I'm the tank. I'm going to run through the gymnasium down to the quad. <laughs> but, so... So you see some, you, you know, you, you see basically what could have been deleted scenes from basically, yeah, the, yeah. La, the last film, where you where you understand how Owen's character and Blue have formed this bond. Yeah, and that makes all the difference in the world. Exactly. Like outside of that, this movie's not that different from the last one because after we you know we, we we watched the movie together and after the movie was over i said to you it's just one fucking set piece after another mm. you know but that's jurassic park yeah that's jurassic park but what makes all the difference in the world is that somehow you care about somehow this time you give a shit yeah and it's entirely to do with the the the, the development of owen's character and his relationship with blue and the, the, the relationship between Owen and Claire this time feeling a more just somehow more real. Claire's not well, an asshole this time. Yeah, Claire's not a bitch this time. Yeah, and also she's genuinely concerned about these characters, these these these, these animals, these creatures, yeah. and like also like I mean there's a very clear shot where she's wearing heels at one point, and they cut to her like she's a very she's much more a co lead in this one. Like yeah. there's scenes where she's not being rescued by Owen. She's off doing shit by herself and she's yeah. capable and it's cool. Yeah. They introduce some new characters to be weird, which is fine. Yeah. But on overall thematic level, I think there's a point where they they go back to the island to rescue some dinosaurs and they get to the visitor center. And when they're there, one of the things I hated about the trailer <laughs> yeah. was the version of the theme they played. Mm. Remember Rogue One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, the, yeah. the theme was like amazing. Yeah. And when it was in the movie, I was so fucking mad. Yeah. And something similar for Solo. They had a weird bassy fucking version that's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. This had like this... Um, it felt like you're overdoing it in the trailer. It's like, yo, yes, you're you're literally trying to tug on... Like you're, you're putting a grappling hook in my chest to tug on the heartstrings, mm-hmm. which is not fucking working because it's so fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. When they get to the visitor center, there's a version of the theme pl- that plays, and it's like a funereal dirge. Yeah, and it's like this movie is a little bit like the Lost, uh, the Last Jedi. This is the movie where they've opened the park, mm-hmm. but the park is done. Yeah, and here's how we're going to go moving forward. Hmm. This opens up literally a Jurassic World of possibilities for stories going forward. Like you can see after the first one, maybe there's places they can go. After this one. There's a whole like there's literally you could write fifteen hundred different Jurassic World three stories. I completely disagree with you, but I I understand where you're coming from. But you know what I mean? Like they they, they very they very clearly they stuck a knife in the park. Yes. Like the park is done. Yes. yes. We are now going to try to do other things, and yes. some of the other things they do. There's some uses of dinosaurs that you didn't get in the other movies. Where like they're literally they're not like using dinosaurs. It's not Dino Riders. <laughs> oh fuck. Not yet. I would love that. Jurassic Park Six is Dino Riders. Once the I would, once, once I, Disney I, buys everything, like I would love like a Dino Riders movie, but I don't want it to have anything to do with Jurassic, Jurassic, Park. Jurassic Park. But you know, like for Jurassic World, there was like drafts where they had like human Dino hybrids and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. And no, that's and no, they and no, they rightfully can that shit. No, I mean I think here they they set it up 
I mean, personally, I don't think they should make another movie. I know they will because it's a planned trilogy. And it's planned for 2021. Yeah. But I think that there is space to make a decent movie. I, yeah. I, I completely disagree with what you're saying, like, that they leave it open to many possibilities of many stories. Like, well, you can see that, like, no, the, no matter what happens, there should never be a Jurassic Park movie where they go back to the island. Yes, I agree with you there. They've, cl- they've basically said, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing for the yeah. series. And and again, in the in the third act, there is like, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. We can't do it by ourselves, but we can exploit a dinosaur's innate dinosaurness mm-hmm. to do something. And in this case, it's a packy, and it's funny what happens. Mm-hmm. But like, it worked quite well. And I thought it worked well. I thought like that is like so that what they've set up is basically we can have a lot of set pieces with dinosaurs in unfamiliar settings, and I think that is going to be an interesting place to mm-hmm. go. And one and uh, one thing I will say, like there's two there's two more things I want to say about this film uh, that that make it superior to the last one, uh, and you know I, it's it's one of, it's it's definitely one of the better Jurassic Jurassic Park movies in a while. Like it's better than Jurassic World, uh, it's better than The Lost World. Uh, I I barely remember Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park three, three. Uh, but two things two things I want to say this film has great villains. Mm. Great villains in the sense that... Like, What's his to, name you said earlier? Like, like, uh, 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 like Ted, 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 Ted Levine. Ted, Ted Levine. Levine. No, like, to me, like, a great villain... In a movie like this, a great villain is someone you can't wait to see fucking get it. It's like a villain you want to see get completely munted. Exactly. <laughs> and Exactly. That'll work for you without a spoiler, but, like, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's amazing that was the fat kid in that yeah. movie. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. yeah, and when he's evil, it's like you can't. Yeah, there's three. There's there's two and a half villains. Well, the other like, one. Is, okay, uh, okay, not half. Of, half of though. Half of that last villain is basically whatever the fuck they put in Toby Jones' face. He's got like a fucking metal plate in his mouth. Yeah. It's like, hello, I'm Toby Jones. Yeah, <laughs> but he's great. But the villains in this film, the peep, the characters that you that you just hate. And you can't wait to see them get it. Like to me, that that's what makes a great villain in a yeah. film like this. And it's this the film, lawyer from the first one. Yes, and you want to see someone get eaten by a T Rex on the toilet. Exactly. And this film delivers with, with that. Secondly, the return of Doctor Ian Malcolm. Yes, I mean he bookends the movie. I mean, so it's, so I don't mean, be surprised. He's not doing much. It's it's very brief. Yeah, it's very brief. But he is the open and ending. Yeah, and. Since we know there's going to be another one, you know he's going to be in it. Yeah. And he might be closer than you think. Yeah. Uh, objects in the rear view mirror. Yeah. 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 The other thing we should mention, though, is like the last one was sold on the Indominus Rex. Yeah. Which was this like hybrid dinosaur. Yeah. Which looked like trash. Mm-hmm. It was not, it was like, which was the one with the Spinosaurus? I keep thinking it's the Spinosaurus. I haven't looked it up, but there was the one with the, I think it was the third one where it, had, it, eat, it ate the phone, the satellite phone, mm. so they could hear it coming because the phone was ringing. It was the third one. Yeah. It was a shitty looking Bullshit. Dog. It yeah. was fucking bullshit. Like, it's be- you're better, I mean, we all love Triceratops, but you're better off, we need an evil Triceratops at some point. Yeah. It can't just all be T-Rex all the time. Yeah. Um... The, this one has a new remix of uh, genetic material, which is the Indom- uh, Indoraptor. The Indoraptor, yeah. 
and it works a hell of a lot better yeah. than the indoor indoor X. The indoor X is like the whole just, thing is like it can control its fucking body temperature and it knows what's going on. They never really sold the idea that this is a smart dinosaur. No, I mean like a, this one with this, sells this, it this a one, lot better. Well, because also they've stripped it down because like in the last one they were trying to make it make it seem like as you were saying you know it's like control its body temperature. It's, it's dinosaur this, plus plus. It's this. It's that. Whereas in this one. They just get back to basics. And yeah, it's like it's, it's this, better it's, than it's, your average. It's smarter than your average dinosaur, but it's not that much crazy. Yeah, it's just a fucking killing machine. But the way that it's trained, yeah, is very clever. Yeah, and the way that plays against it later is pretty good as well. Yeah, but it looks creepy. Yeah, and it acts in a way that it's like it figured thing, out. and also it has a tick. You know, the tick it has. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's having its toes. Yeah, 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 yeah Which yeah. is like a nice. It's a very Spielberg thing it's, to it's, do. It's a nice callback. To the first film. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that worked a lot better, which is this whole thing, like, again, if you follow this stuff, they talked about, like, they're going to have human rap, human dinosaur hybrids and all this kind of shit. And I was like, yeah, you're going too far outside the pale. This one has, like, more dinosaurs than we've seen in any others. The devil horn dinosaur. I could have sworn that was in one of the other movies, but apparently it's not. No. Carnosaur or something like that. Mm. But they all work, and they all work well. And the move, the third act basically gives them opportunities to use them in new and exciting uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I I liked it. I think I, I came out of it thinking like, I want to see the next one. I I mean like, I, I and mean, if Claire and Owen aren't in it, I'm still fine with seeing the next one. Yeah, well, obviously they're going to be in it. I mean, to me, I think the series has run its course. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, there's going to be another one. Yeah. Obviously, I'm gonna fucking watch it. Obviously, but you know, but I personally feel that uh, if this was the last one, I'd be fine with it. Mm. But I think uh, Trevor is lined up to direct the next one, which yeah. is 2021. You know, and and but I think that's fine. If he goes into it with the idea of like put a cap on the ass, put a cap on it, and just like finish it, that could work. Like, but knowing that, if you know, if you if you know going into a long running series that you're the one who's gonna kill it, mm-hmm. that. Gives you a lot of freedom. <laughs> I'm suddenly terrified for Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah, like Kylo Ren is like Ray. It's time for J- us to get married, and a T Rex turns up and just eats her. J- oh, J- the thing so on the the J- other J- thing, JJ J- J- Abrams is like, oh my god, I've never had to end anything before. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. I'm terrified. It's more <laughs> scary than any of the dinosaurs in this movie. This could this could be like. Like three hours of Lost. <laughs> the other thing with the Indorex and the Indoraptors and everything else, and the role of the T-Rex in this movie, nothing they have done in five movies is as good as a T-Rex. Like design-wise, terrifying-wise, scary. The Raptors, mm, you can go that. You can go. The Raptors chasing the kids in the first one, maybe. But the in the first saying again, like this was a scars on it from the Raptors from the end of Jurassic Park one, I think. And they've kind of kept it. It's the same T-Rex. But like, none of the designs, nothing mm. matches that. And like, you know, I, put, I put a glass of water on the fucking table. And if it's fucking ripples, I'm thinking of that T-Rex. I'm not thinking of anything else. Basically, what you're saying is that... Steven Spielberg is really good at his job. And that the first film to this day has never been bettered. No. I mean, I enjoyed this film. And this film does use a better mix of CGI and physical. Yeah. Than, yeah. As, as good as the first. I mean, speaking of physical, 
I mean, I don't think we're giving anything away here. I think this is actually in the trailer. But there's one bit with uh, Owen and Claire and a T-Rex in a confined space. Yeah. And that's practical. Yeah. And it looks great. And it looks amazing. Um, oh, and there's a scene, the Brachiosaur at the end. Mm. Uma pointed out this. It's not my insight. But like the Brachiosaur was the first dinosaur you saw. With, yes, with the with others, Sam Neill and, and now it's the last one you see as you're leaving the island, and yeah. that's very poignant. And that's a fucking Bayona move. It's like, fuck, yeah, right. Yeah. Get, get you in the I was, field. I was gonna. I, I was wondering whether or not to bring that up because it it's felt. Spoilers, it felt we're not saying what happens. But. Yeah, but but uh, that was the one part. That was the one part in the film where I was like, oh shit. Hmm. Yeah, like um, I had the same feeling when I saw the Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville sign because <laughs> they put it in there again yeah 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 but you know like ultimately the best film in the series has always been the first one yeah and it still is the first one and but if I can buy a Ford Ranger in that color I will or if I can buy a night vision goggles like those giant fucking things they had in the movie mm-hmm. I will if it says Jurassic Park 2 or The Lost World or Jurassic Park 3 was just Jurassic Park 3 it didn't even have a subtitle mm-hmm. it has that branding on it go fuck yourself yeah so I mean I mean in terms of being a, 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 a you know a big tentpole crowd pleaser I think that this film does its job mm. which I, is weird I've seen a lot of reviews that are very sniffy about it no no I, I've seen I've seen similar reviews too and you know what people are entitled to their opinion uh, but fuck those guys you know I mean a, as I've said uh this is not a perfect film, mm. uh, but I do. I was very entertained. I do feel it is a huge improvement over the last one mm-hmm. and um, over Jurassic Park three. And you know, I, I, it's probably the best one since Jurassic Park. The, uh, mm. It's probably the the best one since the first Jurassic Park. But when I say that, I don't mean it's close yeah, to the first no. one. But but I'm hoping it gives J. A. Bayona a platform to do something incredible. I don't, you know, I am not concerned about him because no, he's done good. Because no, it's all just that of, because, I, I, I want to see him do good because he has yet to make a bad film. Yeah, and he's gone from strength to strength in terms of budget. So I'm not concerned about this guy mm. at all. Yeah, like when I saw the orphanage, I was completely blown away, and I couldn't because all my downloads didn't have English subtitles. Right, <laughs> you know, and. And he is, in many ways, a spiritual successor to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. No, it does, he thanks Guillermo del Toro in the credits of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Guillermo del Toro produced uh, The Orphanage. Also, yeah, that's why. But also, Giacchino did the score? Hmm? Giacchino did the score. Mm, mm. Which is like, I didn't expect it at all. Like, there's choral stuff in there and mm-hmm. some other stuff, which mm-hmm. does not seem like a Giacchino stuff. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean... Recommend go see it. I, I, I mean, it's... It's a great summer movie. Yeah. Go and see it. Get the nice cup of the cinema which has the dinosaur like if Like, if you went to see Jurassic World and enjoyed it... You'll then, enjoy this. Then you will definitely enjoy this. Yeah. It is much better than the last one. Yeah. Yeah. That's been our review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget, you can tweet either of us. I'm on at Magnassi Prime. Gavin's on at GavYap. Um, we also have an Instagram account at McGavin uh, Fries. Uh, I have one as well at McNasty Prime. Gavin has one at GaviApp77. Uh, you can also email us at podcast at McGavin Fries, which I should probably check. Yeah. <laughs>
But if you have been listening, and we're sorry for the staccato uh, releasing schedule, but we'll try and do more now that Gavin's not in New York swanning about. I'm not hostile. About it. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Christ. I remember once upon a time you fucking left the country as well. So yeah, I'm what a like... guitar. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Good day, sir. You get nothing.